Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning. We know many of you are planning a wedding right now. We may be tempted to drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words. Keep this in mind if you have small children in the room or are on a Zoom call. You've been warned. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. Let's be honest. Planning a wedding is tricky. And at Be Engaged and Inspired, we'll share our knowledge to help you navigate these tricky waters and leaving you feeling inspired. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by EasyEventPlanning.com, who make planning any event fast and easy. EasyEventPlanning.com. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome to the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. We thank you for joining us for another enthralling episode. We know there's a lot of useless other podcasts you can go to, but this is the best. So we love that you're here. Did you just call us useless? No, I called the other podcast oh useless. <laughs> I'm Kia from Engage Connecticut, and clearly the one speaking is... DJ Sam from Atmosphere Productions. It's Wednesday. We're going to dive into a topic that... That, um, I've been dealing a lot with lately. Yeah, so. that, that's that's after I've done my wedding tip. And that's I, what I was going to say. And then we're going to go into wedding tip Wednesday first. So just go for it. You know, she wasn't. She was going to she was going to zip me out altogether. Mm-hmm. Today's wedding tip Wednesday is brought to you by the hashtag wedding tip Wednesday. <laughs> I feel like Sesame Street. You do. <laughs> and you can go to the Be Engaged and Inspired Facebook group page and you get all the hashtag wedding tip Wednesdays. You can binge on them whenever you feel like. And today's wedding tip Wednesday is don't arrive with an uninvited guest. Please, <laughs> please don't. Everybody hates that. If your invitation did not specify a significant other person or guest, please don't bring the plus one, especially if they're children and it's not a children's wedding. Well, especially, but this is one of the things, this is actually a question I always ask my couples. At our final meeting, I say to them, on the off chance that somebody arrives who was no longer on the guest list, mm-hmm. somebody brings somebody extra, what would you like me to do? Yes, great question. But that comes from my years of experience because <laughs> I once did have a guest who just brought his mother along. For no apparent reason other than... No apparent reason. It wasn't like she was invited. He just decided to bring his mother along. (laughs) She was a very wonderful, sweet lady and very understanding and didn't want to get in the way. But she was still there. I am sure she was a wonderful lady. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to question her on that part of it. (laughs) Okay, so the topic we're going to dive into is what's the difference between a wedding planner... And an on-site coordinator. Kia is doing her uh, left hand and now her right hand. I think I did the other way. You don't know your left from your right. Well, I'm I'm looking at you. That's the way (laughs) it it looks in the mirror image. Okay. So the reason why we're like tackling this topic is because it is something that has actually come up a lot, um, especially after COVID. I've I've talked to lots of people who say like, well, um, you know, I have an on-site coordinator, so I don't really know that if I need a wedding planner, but I need you to like work on these few things, but don't come to the wedding. <laughs> don't you um, love that? I love it. Plus, because I am an on-site coordinator for five of our locations out of Engage Connecticut, I always get the question of like, well, what's the extent of what you do? Yeah. So first of all, I don't think that there is any reason why you shouldn't have both. You can have a wedding planner and an on-site coordinator. I do think sometimes... It can get a little bit confusing, but as long as you're a type of bride who can communicate all of your wants and wishes, I think you're totally fine. So unconfuse everybody. I will unconfuse everybody. And tell us, which one do you want to do first? I'm going to start with the on-site coordinator because the majority of a professional venue will have an on-site coordinator. They are the 
person who was there on site during <laughs> your wedding. They should be there prior to your wedding all the way to the end. The person who sold you the package, who walked you through everything, is not your on-site coordinator. No, that's your salesperson. That's your salesperson. They are also the person who might have handled some questions and checked everybody's insurance and things throughout your process. But the odds are they will not be there at the end of the night. And you need to find that out. And is you do it, need to ask that yep, question. Yep. So if you have an on-site coordinator, I really suggest that you work with them a lot sooner than some of the bigger venues have you meet your on-site coordinator. That's just me and, personally. And when is that normally? A lot of times, like some of the other venues that will remain nameless, I mean, sometimes you're meeting them 30 days prior. Oh. And granted, that person has all of the information because your salesperson was super great. It's still a person that you didn't meet till 30 days prior to your wedding, and you have to really enjoy your on-site coordinator. Right. They are with you just as much as a photographer, a videographer. They're not like a DJ who's in the corner just pushing buttons. They, you know, <laughs> they they are in your business. They're in your, in, oh. you know, six feet distance does oh, yeah. not happen in that type of thing. For five, six hours. Yes. Way more than that. But this is the thing is, is this is the person who's greeting your vendors when they're arriving, right. who's supposed to understand your vision, who's supposed to get guests to where they need to be, who has to make sure everything is going, uh, happening at an appropriate manner. One of the things you also do need to ask is, is your on-site coordinator, what are they going to do for you? Are okay. they going to put flowers on your cake if the florist just leaves them there? Will yep. they be setting up centerpieces? Will they be setting up all of the extra things like your escort cards, your guest book, your card box? Will they be displaying your photos for your family like in memorial? Oh, okay. Yeah. Will they be doing that part of it or should they expect someone else to be doing it? Okay. So all those questions, can they be asked you know, when you book? Or you should ask them okay, when you book. gotcha. So if they say we have an on-site coordinator, you should automatically say, great, what is provided with that on-site coordinator? Good. Will they give me vendor recommendations? Will they review vendor contracts? Will they be there on the day of? But are they also managing anything else, which tends to happen in some mm -hmm. facilities? They also tend to be the catering manager. Not every place. Right. But you should ask them. Are you also the catering manager? Are you the person who's going to make sure that every table is getting out food? Are you yes. the person who yes. is also at that same time exactly. somehow going to get people onto the dance floor if the DJ is Sam and he hasn't like left his booth? Like it's, <laughs> but these well, are the things, questions to ask. Right, right. Because sometimes I've actually seen on-site coordinators because either the DJ didn't show up or something happened the coordinator is the one that now takes the responsibility to do the introductions mm -hmm. and any announcements um they used to use the term maitre d quote unquote yeah i don't think anybody uses that anymore N but. nobody uses that but that used to be the job of the maitre d the maitre d his or hers sole purpose was to do introductions organize everybody make sure everybody's standing in the right place and make sure the food goes out yep so those are questions that you need to ask. Are they the person who's going to wrap up your gifts and things at the end of the night and take them? Or is it going to be a staff member? How many staff members? Are you paying extra for staff that's waiting on you? Those types of things. Do, so, you, do you get one specific wait staff? Some places yes. do. Some places do that, which I think is great. That's great. I think having your own personal wait staff when you're in that type of facility that works. Love I love that. I love it. Because I think a lot of times couples forget to eat. They forget to drink. Or when they do eat and drink, it's like a quick binge. Yep. And also the the length of the time 
mm-hmm. that person stays. Will they be there until the very end of the night when you pack up, or do they, do they leave two hours before the end of the event? Exactly. And one of the things I always say, too, is if there's an issue, who is that on-site coordinator going to, say, family-wise? Like, okay, who's the contact person? Who's the contact person? Gotcha. I always have a contact person no matter what, but I think a lot of times on-site coordinators, when they're working for a big facility, they just go right directly to the bride and groom. Yeah. And I don't like that because I feel like sometimes if we can buffer some sort of incident yes. and we can talk about it years later at Thanksgiving, we will, but we shouldn't do it on that day. I know that when I'm an on-site coordinator at one of our venues at Engage Connecticut or one of our staff is... We do things a little bit differently. We like being there throughout their entire planning process. Not as a full wedding planner. We're not reaching out to vendors for them. We're not reviewing their contracts. Um, If a couple asks us to, we will at least consider it if it's within our timely manner to be able to do it. Okay. But we are with them from the moment they book till the moment they say I do and sometimes the day after. Okay. Like I've I've had a couple once who said, hey, our JP doesn't seem to remember where he left their marriage certificate. Oh. And I knew exactly where it was. I told them where it was. And lo and behold, that's where it was. Um, The on-site coordinator, should she, he or she have a binder with all of the information that was given to the salesperson? Is is that, how does that work with the on-site coordinator? For a lot of locations that are um, larger scale in the state of Connecticut, the way that they do it is you have a details meeting, sometimes two weeks prior, 30 days prior. And you have a printout of your entire day. Yes. And you're sitting there with your on-site coordinator and you, and you're going through, everybody's initialing it, and at the end of the day, you write it. Step by step, gotcha. Step by step. Yeah. I also understand, having done weddings for a very long time, that sometimes things need to change. So I try to give my couples those types of variations of things that could happen, especially if we have an indoor and outdoor type of location. If we have a weather backup. I always have a everything's perfect plan. <laughs> grounds are wet but everything else is perfect rain is coming but at night might not or in downpour like i have the the four standardish type of plans and that's before we get to plan b or c yep <laughs> and i always give those to my couples so they know what to anticipate um, especially when you do have an indoor and outdoor location which i think a lot of brides um, after covid are always looking for because now you realize how important yes. it is yes. that you could switch to a tented location and and vice versa and we really were there From the beginning, we're in contact with all of your vendors. So a lot of on-site coordinators, sometimes they're not the people when they're working in a big facility who actually call the DJ and say, hey, are you coming? Oh, I see. They don't necessarily check in. It's a salesperson who's doing that. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever had an on-site coordinator do that. I have called you. (laughs) I see you weekly. So I'm like, hey, remember we have a wedding (laughs) this Saturday. (laughs) No, except because we see each other, but rarely... Does that happen? I mean, I'm thinking of some of the big facilities, mm-hmm. and that's why on my planner, I have a section where it has... He's drawing a square in the air, by the way. Yep, the little square that has the on-site coordinator's name and phone number, and I call them that week mm-hmm. of the event. So, so maybe that's why they don't call you, because you get to them first. It's very true. It's okay. very true. But that shows that you have learned over the years that you should do that. Yeah, because they don't call me, yeah. so I need to know. And and again, why do I need to know? Because I go through all the information with my client 30 days before. Things change when they get to the facility, mm-hmm. and I need to know what those changes are. So I contact the couple, you know, 30 days and then seven days, and then the week of the event, which is like five 
days before, I contact the photographer, videographer, and the facility to make sure that we're all still on the same page. And I do that because I never used to get contacted from anybody and I'd show up and the facility would have me in a different location Mm -hmm. than we had discussed with the couple. Well, you and I have worked together in some of these bigger facilities. And the only reason you're willing to do it is because you know that I'm going to walk in and say, absolutely not. That is not where Sam's going because he's going to throw a hissy fit. (laughs) And I do. (laughs) You do. You you actually really, really do. You sometimes throw the hissy fit before we even get there. But one of the key points is any on-site coordinator is going to understand that there's things that need to be done. And you need to ask them what what they're going to do. Yep. So now when we come back, I'm going to explain the other side of it. Oh, the wedding planner side. The wedding planner side. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Engage Connecticut offers couples the opportunity to work with experienced wedding planners, one-of-a-kind wedding venues, along with design and wedding rentals. We plan real weddings for real couples. Located in West Hartford, serving all of New England. Look for us on Facebook and Instagram under EngageCT and at www.engagedct.com. Hey, Sam, when it comes to finding the right professional vendor, it can seem overwhelming to know where to start. It can, Kia, unless you use easyeventplanning.com because they'll find perfect vendors for your event within your budget and deliver them right to your inbox. You can search through over 28 categories of party and wedding services. Get the details you need to narrow down your choices quickly with their category-specific profiles. Chat with vendors via text, audio, or video from any device. EasyEventPlanning.com will make planning your wedding or event easy from their extensive vendor directory to their free tips on favors, decorations, themes, and more. Contact them today at EasyEventPlanning.com. You're listening to DJ Sam McKee on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. I'm Michael Tran from Property Works New England, and I listen every week. You can listen, too, on iTunes or Google Podcasts. I'm Keith Allen, and welcome to the Keith Allen Minute. As a 40-year veteran in the wedding industry, as a wedding entertainer, I've been asked to share with you some of the do's and don'ts, which I also call wedding tips, that I've learned over the years and have shared with my couples. Today's tip is something that I've been suggesting to couples for the last 20 years or so. When it comes to the introduction of the wedding party into the reception, you want to have fun with it. Here's three quick little nuggets. One, keep it upbeat. Make sure you pick fun, upbeat music for the introductions. Let your guests know that they are here for a party. Two, come up with a short, special memory of each person in your wedding party to add that little personal touch. And third, you're having fun. Drop the last names and just use the person's first name. If the guests don't know who they are by now, Do you really think they care about a last name? These three simple things will help you make this the memorable event you want it to be. I hope you enjoyed today's Keith Allen Minute brought to you in association with the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. If you're looking for some new ideas for a rehearsal dinner, maybe thinking about something different for your work events, well, Keith Allen Productions can help you there. We offer trivia programs, music bingo, family feud, both virtually and in person, plus several more game options. If you're really looking into something different, how about a nine-hole portable miniature golf course? Take a look at our full list of programs online at KeithAllen.com. That's Keith Allen, 
A-L-A-N.com. Meadowbrook Estates and Mansion is located in Marlboro, Connecticut, perfectly situated between New York City and Boston. Our one-of-a-kind 10,500-square-foot venue offers lodging for up to 30 guests and a stunning ballroom for intimate weddings. Looking to host a larger event? We have a gorgeous outside setting right next to our heated pool and small rambling brook. Contact us at Engage Connecticut for more details. Fly musicians, custom lighting and photo booth. When your wedding entertainment has to have the amazing music be fun, organized, and unforgettable, your choice has to be Atmosphere Production. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com DJs, live musicians, custom lighting and photo booth. Atmosphere Productions. Should I get it? Should I wait? Is it safe? It's okay to have questions about COVID-19 vaccines. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when COVID-19 vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired podcast, sponsored by EasyEventPlanning.com, who make planning any event fast and easy. EasyEventPlanning.com. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired, the podcast. And on today's edition, we are discussing with Miss Kia, wedding planner versus on-site coordinator. Yes. We're not trying to say which is best or mm, better. Nope. We're just giving a versus. Just things to consider. So obviously my normal day, day-to-day job is being a wedding planner. <laughs> Your daily job. My daily job. I love being an on-site coordinator for our properties because I am able to sort of anticipate what's going to happen every single time I'm able to do that type of stuff. And that's why it's really important to talk to your wedding on-site coordinator, what happens at this location typically. doesn't mean it has to happen for you. It's just a good question. As a wedding planner, there's things that I do that I would never do as an on-site coordinator if it wasn't all in one place. As I visit the couple that morning before I go and check in at the venue. Okay. I go to the hotel or I go to the home. Sometimes I go to like two hotels or two homes in different locations or I go and one of my staff goes. Right. So we're talking about if you have the ceremony in one location, mm-hmm. you have the venue with the cocktail hour and, and dinner and dancing. Yep. Okay. Or even if you're having a ceremony and a, and a reception all in the same place, but you're not getting ready on site. As a wedding planner, uh, I'm visiting your hotel. Yes. I'm running up to the groom suite. Understood. Letting everybody know that, like, this is how you should put on a pocket tie. Hi. I've had to. Well, okay, I'm going to admit, I don't know how to do a bow tie. But Jeffrey, <laughs> who has played my assistant a few times, does know how to do it. I'll put on their boutonnieres. Yes, I'll yes. do all of that stuff, especially if they're going to have photos done beforehand. You know, if you're ordering all these flowers and then you... Go and do your photos, and then you get to the site, and then you get pinned. You have a bunch of photos that don't even show the thing that you've purchased. Yeah. So we're there for that part of it. But we're also there throughout this planning process, even if somebody just hires us for day of. Our policy at Engage Connecticut is always, always to check in. We always let our couples know that they can text us, they can email us. If they're looking at a contract that feels a little wonky, by all means, please let us know. Where some on-site coordinators won't do that. Right. So that's one of the important things to remember with a professional uh, wedding planner. You are going to get these additional services yep. that an on-site coordinator is not really responsible for. Nope. And they really wouldn't have any contact with some of the vendors until they get to the site. Exactly. And if it's a salesperson who's having that contact, oh, are they knowledgeable enough to know that that is a red flag in a contract or not? Probably like, not. After COVID, 
there's a whole bunch of things about what's transferable and what's not transferable. It's one uh. of the things I constantly say to my couples, like you have to look for this clause in your contract. Yeah. I don't know that every onsite coordinator would, would share that, that type of information. Yep. Yep. If you're bringing in decor, we take your decor home with us back to our warehouse in West Hartford. We set up a different time to, you know, for you to pick it up. But prior to that, we also take your decor so you don't have to shove it all into your car as you're shoving everything else into oh, your car. Oh, and you bring that to the venue. I bring it to the venue. Hence why you have the big vehicle. Yes. yes. Not as big as your vehicle. No, and scary. Yeah. Well, yours is big, scary, and windowless. <laughs> I like windows. So, yeah, just, yeah. But it's it's one of those things where you really need to understand from anybody that you're working with what is, what's in the books. Like, what's going to happen? What are you responsible for? What you're not responsible for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other difference is, is I do reach out to all of my vendors at some point in time, unless it's Sam, I already know where he is and I see him on a weekly basis. You know, one of the questions I say is like, okay, like what, what are your expectations? What are you seeing? Is your timeline matching my timeline? If we need to make a little shift, my next call is to the photographer to make the shift. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes they forget the half an hour prelude music Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, as you and I know, Kia, it's uh, wedding ceremonies are not like uh, lifetime movies movies where instantly as soon as the bride pops up at the bottom of the aisle the music suddenly starts well you've been on four weddings on tlc so you know how many times they refilm that ceremony (laughs) from different angles (laughs) from different angles so yes it doesn't just magically appear but one of the things too is if something's happened, typically as a wedding planner, I'm the first person to know that something's happened. Mm-hmm. And I can walk in and tell you, like, hey, the father of the bride has cold feet. I'm letting the photographer know. I'm letting the videographer know. And then I'll be back half an hour later saying, nope, he's had some whiskey. He's good. He's back on. Those are things, too, that your on-site coordinator can do. But if you've built a relationship with your wedding planner, that's a little bit different. I'm also quality control. Okay. So if I know that they booked something with you. Let's yep. say extra lights, yeah. a violinist, yep. Yep. a guitarist, yep. whatever. Yep. I'm the person who's going to walk around. And if I see that you're there, but I see none of the other people, I'm going to come by you and say, uh, hey, Sam. Where's the other three violinists? Yeah, just looking at this thing. Like I <laughs> like I know that the cake is supposed to be a certain way and yep. there's supposed to be desserts dropped off too. Yep. And if the desserts aren't dropped off, once I see that the cake has arrived, yep. one of my first phone calls is back to the bakery saying, where are the desserts? Yep. Who did you leave them with? So those are things that sometimes on-site coordinators aren't even aware of because they're not your standard, you know, wedding from A to B. I will insert, though, that uh, on occasion I have got the call from the on-site coordinator uh, thinking that I was supposed to be doing cocktail hour, but I actually wasn't. They had hired somebody else. And that information hadn't been passed on to the on-site coordinator so occasionally the on-site coordinators do kind of mesh Mm -hmm. and get involved where they're not really supposed to but they're also trying to make sure that everything goes perfectly and that's what they were trying to do they thought we were supposed to provide the musicians there were no musicians but they'd hired somebody else who was late they saw Uh, a glitch yeah they saw a glitch and they jumped in so that's a good on-site coordinator and that's why it's important to at least have an on-site coordinator yeah i think when you're working in a venue or even if you're doing something in your own yard I think the thing people forget is that, like, I walk into somebody's backyard and I'm like, okay, so where do you plan on parking your 120 (laughs) guests to arriving? Where do you plan on this garbage going and how is it being displayed? Where are the bathrooms going? Where's catering setting up? Where's Sam setting up? Because Sam is super, super picky. This is such a key point because sometimes 
some clients will pick a facility that has no on-site nope. coordinator and they don't hire a wedding planner. Nope. And then somebody has to do some of this stuff. Yeah. You have to set up tables. You have to set up chairs. Yeah. You're hoping catering does it. But and if catering shows up with only assuming that they needed two wait staff because nobody said, hey, who's cleaning this up? Your parents and your family and your friends might be the people who end up cleaning things up, which is my heartbreak. And I've seen that. I've, I've seen it seen too. That. Guests at the end of the night, you know, packing up chairs and uh, ripping off tablecloths and throwing away I've been away to those drinks. weddings and it like makes oh. me cringe and I can feel my heart palpitations happening because it's heartbreaking. And I think I hear that a lot from people who too say, oh, like my mom wants to help. Mom no. should be talking to everybody. Mom should be on the dance floor. Yeah. Dad should be on the dance floor. Like, yeah. no, I mean, it's, it's not, dad should not be putting recycling into recycling. For the amount of money you're going to save, mm -hmm. the, the goodwill that is lost from having your parents not saying goodbye to your guests is lost forever. Yep. Or not even you being able to say goodbye to your parents yeah, because, because they're somewhere in the back handling something. Yeah. And like mom should be getting pampered with you when you're getting ready. Dad should be getting pampered with the guys when they're getting ready. Like it's not a... I think a lot of times people say, like, well, I'm going to save myself a few bucks. You are saving yourself a few bucks, yeah. but you're losing out on that memory and that interaction and those photos. We should, You know what we should do? I'm going to post in one of the forums. Oh, no. And, and I'm going to ask, what would you do different? I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. I think it is a good idea. I think we'll do then see what sort of, we'll do an Well, I think I'm going to post, what is something you ended up doing on your wedding day that you didn't expect to do? Ah, uh, that's an even better question. Because, you know, hindsight, sometimes when you look back at it, you're like, well, yeah, I didn't do it, but I saved a ton. Yeah. But you realize, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. I usually end up with four people, even as an on-site coordinator at the Inn at Mount Pleasant, because those are all custom-made wood tables that have to be moved around. I come with four people yeah. because you can only carry right. so many big, huge tables. Right. And if and there's 100 people, how many trips is that? A lot. <laughs> this is why Sam was commenting earlier that I was barefoot and I was like, I can't be in heels all day. It's <laughs> not going to happen. Well, anyways, I hope that sort of clears it up for people that there yeah. are some differences. There are Neither one is perfect just, mm -hmm. and they're always human. But and, and there's no wrong way or nope. right way. And I love working with on-site coordinators. When I see that there is one, I automatically, if I know the facility and know the coordinator, I automatically drop my price. Because gotcha. I know what I'm walking into and yes. what I'm working with. Yep. I'm just going to yep. put that out there, too. So do you often get the on-site and wedding planner working together? I have, many okay. times. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been the wedding planner who's gone to somebody and worked with on-site. There's a few places that I up the price now when I see that place. <laughs> um, and at the same time, being an on-site coordinator, we've had lots of people who've come to our facilities and said, hey, is this okay? And I'm, I'm like, yes. There you go. Please. Bring it on in. It makes my life easier. It makes the couple's life easier. That's a sign of a true professional. Yep. It's like me working with a band. Yeah. Love it. I know you do. Well, you also do work with a lot of live musicians. I do. Okay, any parting words of wisdom, Sam? Yes, please go to our website. Please, I'm begging you. Please, please don't beg. Doesn't please look good go, on you. Go to our website. Eight questions you must ask a wedding vendor before you book them. All the W's.atmosphere-productions.com. I said www.atmosphere-productions.com. For those that I 
think I speak too fast. I said it's slow for you to catch it. Oh, I thought that was your customer service voice. <laughs> I'm going to use my customer service voice to say goodbye. So I'm going to say, please remember that you can download us for free off of wherever you get your favorite podcast. And remember, if you want our podcast first, make sure you subscribe. And we will be back next Wednesday. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by EasyEventPlanning.com, who make planning any event fast and easy. EasyEventPlanning.com. Produced and copyrighted by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut. Thank you.